Yo, Oaks, are we watching the demise of Spotify in real time? Yo, Spotify is on some crazy type of time. I'm going to keep it a stack bundles with y'all. Hey, what's up, everybody? So, so, thanks for coming to the coolest in the city. That's in his city. I mean, officially, neighborhood and Hollywood. Welcome to Neighbor Studios Podcast. I'm your host, Soso Banks. Everyone else calls me Nangam, so shout out to all the ladies in the place with style and grace. You feel me? I'm going to cut right to the chase, man. So there's a lot going on. So Spotify came out in 2008. Before that, it was only available in the UK, Spain, Germany, Sweden, and like a few other countries. I'm always like taken aback every time I'm reminded that Apple Music came out in 2015 Spotify launched in the US in 2011 like I'm a big fan of Apple Music so I'll compare Spotify to it until we get to the crux of the matter you know why am I a major fan of Apple Music first of all they have Dolby Admis and Spatial Audio but you need like the right headphones to get the full experience of you know Dolby Atmos and Spatial Audio. So, but I just love how music sounds already on Apple Music, even though, even when I had an Android, sorry, it was like straight Apple Music. So in 2019, it was reported that like nearly 40,000 songs are added on Spotify's platform every day. Imagine. So that number went from 40,000 to 60,000 in 2021. And that was like stated by Spotify's CEO, the man himself, you know, Daniel Ek. And then earlier this year, Music Business Worldwide reported that 120,000 songs were added per day in the first quarter. That's an insane amount, like 120,000 songs every day on these platforms. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. So, like, at the end of October, late October, Forbes announced that Spotify will change its royalty model and introduce a new streaming, like, royalty policy by early 2024. I think that policy, like, there's other policies also that are in place, you know, for early 2024. I understand that it's not viable for DSPs to have that influx of songs every single day it's crazy like i think the the software itself can't take it and like the space like it's way too many songs dog like it's just way too many songs like and i think this policy also it will affect to some extent i think in a good way because of the influx of songs like it will you know make it more how can i put it it will let it work better if i can put it that way so, okay, real business now. So when Spotify came out, they had like a six-month free trial. Apple um, is still a three-month free trial since its inception. And then after that, you pay for all the months. That's the first L, in my opinion, six months versus three months. The second L is that Apple Music is on all Apple devices. Like it comes preloaded on all these devices, your Mac, your iPad, your Apple Watch, like you name it, Spotify is really like, Spotify is literally fighting for its life. Even when you take Amazon Music, bro, like there's Amazon Prime, there's Amazon, the company itself, like Spotify is like still fighting for its life 
But you know what's crazy is that even though Spotify is a standalone audio streaming subscription service, it's the most popular one at that, you know? So it's the most insane thing. Like, it has the most users with 551 million unique users, which is insane when you, like, because you think other DSPs would have the upper hand, you know? And then you'd also think Tidal would be the most popular since it pays better than Spotify and Apple Music and it has better sound quality, you know, apparently. But no, like literally no one uses Tidal. So the sound quality argument that, you know, Tidal is better, they pay better, like it falls flat, you know. I'd like to say it falls flat. So Spotify's new royalty model, like so Spotify announced that the threshold for royalties getting paid out will be like a thousand streams. So essentially for an artist to get paid royalties for a specific track or song, that song must have a thousand streams or more in a year before payments will be set out for that song. That is crazy. So like if you release an EP, all those songs on that EP must have a thousand streams and like those thousand streams it must be every year like literally every year that song must have a thousand more streams a thousand more streams a thousand more streams that's crazy that's how i understand it and like there are like a few more things that you know like let me know in the comments below what how you guys feel about spotify's new payout model like, I feel like there are a thousand, like, a thousand more things that, you know, um, how can I put it, that will affect artists in some way, you know? So now, yes, and I get it that, you know, they're trying to, you know, decrease the number of songs that are uploaded on DSPs every day. And also now they're trying to, like, there was this band... A few years ago, like years ago, rather, that are like uploaded an silent album. So they trying to avoid that as well. So what they did was I don't know how like let's say they had like eight tracks. So tracks had like they were just like silent, and they were like thirty one seconds long. So. What it does that after 31, after 30 seconds, I think it triggers, you know, something there at Spotify whereby I'd call now, that's that's a genuine stream. You get what I'm saying? So those people made about $20,000 on that album. And the way that it did was like, you know, when you play songs on repeat on Apple Music or Spotify, like, it doesn't count. So you have to put songs in a playlist. Like, if it's that one song, you have to put it in a playlist so that it counts. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that artists can generate money from it, you know? So that's what they told people to do. And obviously, it's a silent album. People listened to the album on, you know, loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, they turned the volume all the way up because it's a silent album. Because, like, on Spotify, it could also treat, like, it also, there's, like, a system in place where it also can tell that I'd call, this is what you're trying to do. Like, you're trying to buck the system in some type of way, but we got you. So that's what they did, and they got, like, 
thousand dollars from it. So I feel like like when it comes to AI generated songs, you know, stunts like that, that's how it helps Loki. But also that money does not now go to artists. It goes to the bigger artists on Spotify's platform. Like it's insane, bro. Like it's insane. Like this is wrong. It's wrong, Lendo. It's wrong. And <laughs> it's wrong. It's just wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a union is way overdue. Way overdue. You know, so like let me know in the comments what you guys think. And, you know, and I feel like also it would then also to some extent like have artists like in a position whereby they making, I don't want to say meaningful songs, but they putting the hours in their craft, like as if they aren't already. They are right now, but this is unfair, man. It's unfair. It's unfair, you know. But May the Lord Watch the Little Brother Story is an amazing documentary. It was written by Yo Phillips, someone I've been following over the years. So I saw the promo for the documentary from him. And I captured and sorted it in my brain. And when I eventually watched the documentary itself, I was blown away. Like, it's such a dope feeling hearing rappers and producers speak about the records they made. Like, these guys were, like, instrumental in most of the biggest hip-hop albums in the history of music and just like music in general, you know. I like how it's not a typical music documentary. Like they animated some parts of the documentary like itself. And I really like how the name Little Brother came about. I remember even in the Clarence Avon documentary, recent piece Clarence Avon, like um, I think it was him or another dude in the documentary itself that mentioned that like how the name Sussex Records came about and it was like asked the question of what do people love or want the most and the answer was success and sex so that's how Sussex Records came about that was crazy like I was like <laughs> that was crazy you know but please check out the little brother document um super transparent reflective it's a vulnerable, you know, documentary. I think they financed it themselves as well. So that's major. Please check it out. Like, like it's not your typical music documentary. That's what I love about it. And shout out, to, like, to all the people that worked on it. Um, it's, it's an amazing project. And then with new music, we got Usimamani with 19th Deluxe. My favorite songs on the uh, Life Lately Part 2. Kibela Sambe featuring Tony Daimane. Ghost Part 2. And he's like most viral song, The Steppers. They are on my 2023 freshman list. Like these guys are going to have a crazy lit 2024. I won't lie. Like I'm putting it out there now already. Like they really take their craft serious. I love Usimaman and Tony Daimani on songs together. Like it's so difficult to choose which one had the hardest verse. That's how hard they go. And Tony Daimani on Woe and, Inf and Ifilimu. Insane. Insane. Like Ifilimu is one of my favorite verses this year. And as a rapper, I feel like if you're going to have Tony or Usimamani on your song, just make sure that that's your best verse. Like, you, that's the best verse you've ever written in your life. Like, that's how I would go about it. And, like, there's something special going on in Durban, man. Like, so shout out to the guys and the ladies in Durban. Like, I know Amapiano is also doing something there. They already have Chrome, you know. And then there's a guy called Oxymoron. I discovered him, like, sometime last year. It was after he dropped Post Love Clarity, The Deluxe. What a special guy, man. Like, he's super talented. 
he knows how to make good records. Like I love Stuck in My Head, In My Solitude featuring uh, Hard the Messiah. And then Still Around is his most recent project. New Religion, amazing, amazing. Like another favorite on there is Nobody Gotta Know. So he's definitely my favorite, like one of my favorite R&B acts right now. Like undeniable talent, I won't lie. And then Cash Cobain and Chow Lee dropped Pretty Girls Love Slizzy. What a year these guys are having. And this beat from Cash, not from YouTube. That's his tag. So I'm sure you've heard that tag on for all the dogs. Listen, man, Cash is crazy. The production, like right from the sample on his projects, like he's insane. And they have like New York on lock. They run the streets of New York right now. Clocking You, Soul Fire, Slizzy Dialogue. Those are my favorite songs on there. And like, listen, every sample is getting cleared. How they do it, I don't know. I kid you not. Every sample is getting cleared. And no one does what Cash does on that level. Like, even Andre 3000 dropped an album. Cash was already there sampling. Like, literally, immediately. You know, Cash and Chow made New York Times best albums of the year 2022. And um, someone once said, like, if it's in the New York Times, it's important, you know. So that's... That's how crazy that guys go. What I liked about their Pretty Girls Love Slizzy album rollout is that they had uh, Cash Cobain Six Kids. So, like, that was fire. They had a Slizzy spa day for the ladies, too. Like, you can get tattoos, get your nails done, and all that stuff. So, that was fire. And, like, to be honest, they have the sexy drill, New York drill sound on lock. I'll even go out on a limb and say he's one of the most influential producers or artist right now. He owns that 60 Joel genre. So shout out to Cash Cobain, Chow Lee, shout out to Glenn Brown, shout out to William Foster. You know, that's the whole team over there. Like they're doing an amazing job. Like in South Africa, like I had a conversation with a lady friend of mine. She's like, yo, I don't like the Joel sound here. I was like, you know, um, the guys here can't do, or they're not that good at the Joel sound. But one person that I'll go and I'll vouch for is uh, a weaver. He does that sexy draw right here, like in the country, like no one else does. Like, and I, I feel like everyone should leave it to him. <laughs> like everyone should leave it to a weaver. Like he, like stuck, stuck to me, Zwagala. And you know, if you know those songs, then that's sexy draw right there. So shout out a weaver as well. Like I mentioned it in um the previous ep- no episode two. Was it episode two or episode three? I can't remember, but I rem- I remember that I mentioned that, that, like, no one touches Joel like he does. Like, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, you know. Um, you know, shout out to all the ladies in the place with Style and Grace. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Like, put someone on this podcast, man. Like, if you know there's someone that loves music, put them on. Put them on so we can grow this thing, you know. We can grow the neighborhood. More people can move into the neighborhood, you know. Peace.